Good evening, everybody, and Happy New Year's. This is your boy, LJ, for another episode of Live It, Love It, Fuck It. And like always, I like to always bring someone else to the show as a co-host. So I got my buddy, Michelle, from Florida, but she don't rep Florida no more, right? Well, I live in Orlando, but I'm originally from the Bronx. So I'm always a Bronx girl. Well, first things first, Happy Holiday, Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New so, Year to you and your family, too. So welcome. How you been? How's everything with you? Everything's good. Everything's really good. So I'm on vacation now. So that's really? always good. <laughs> so can you can you tell us in the audience, what do you do? Oh, I, I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for 20. This is my 27th year. At the end of this year, it'll be 27 complete years. So what type of teacher? Middle school? Elementary school. Oh, so you got the sweet ones. Or, I got know, the sweet little ones. The little ones? <laughs> They're still cute. They hug and they miss me and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, so you wouldn't do the junior high school, the high school ones? It's in the thought process of ending my career there, but really? yes. Wow, 20 plus years. Uh, yes, you could have been my student. Hello. <laughs> you know what? Let me think back. Hold up. It's true. I, really? taught, I taught fifth grade back in 1995. That was my first year. <laughs> Wait, so quick question. You taught where? What, what board did you teach in? I taught in Harlem for 10 years. Nice. And now in Florida. Yep. Now in Florida. Which is better? I'm going to say that they both have their perks. I miss the sassiness and the street, you know, wiseness of the kids back home. Mm -hmm. Like they had me on my toes. They caught my jokes. Sarcasm was like normal to them. (laughs) they they, they, They weren't getting offended so easily exactly <laughs> at them at, or their parents okay really? and here is you have more. to be very careful i have a question what do, what made you want to become a teacher i always wanted to ask that to a teacher like what really wanted you what made it so i had a really uh not so great upbringing okay. and uh i was the i'm the oldest of five and our parents were not great parents i'll put it that way and so i always took care of my siblings my brothers and sisters and I was way older than the last three I was 11 years older than them so they were like my little babies there's twins at the end so you could imagine right so you gotta play the adult like the adult so person, I right? was a grown-up basically taking care of babies at 11 and wow. so that's what I knew how to do and what I felt comfortable and like I was always around kids so I was like you know that geared me that way and then on top of that I had a sixth grade teacher Miss Minnie Levine I know she passed many many years ago but she was one of the few adults that kind of took me under her wing knowing that I was having a rough time and so I want to be that person so you want to give back you gave want to give back exactly like I'm I'm the teacher that you know will understand those kids that are going through those foster care situations or parent who died or back home when I was in New York I had a a child whose brother had gotten shot by a you know gang and all that stuff and wow. I, you know, like I, I get I get it I, I'm, I'm with them with that you know what I mean that that's what motivated you that's what motivated me like I oh. wanted to be mini Levine for other kids you know, I I always been told that I should be a teacher, but I'm not. I'll be like, I'm not your ordinary teacher. I think I'll break every single freaking rule there is just to provide for the teacher students. You know, you want to absolutely. I mean, you know yeah. how much of, you you have no idea. I have no idea. That's what I'm asking because I've always <laughs> you felt have like, no you know, idea. Like back, I tell people stories, especially back home. Here is different. Like I moved and. At first, I worked in in a low income area. You know, very similar to back home. 
But now I work in a really upscale area. The kids don't need me that way. You know what I mean? Like money, that kind of thing, food, money, whatever. But back home, especially those first 10 years, it was, we used to collect money for coats. Like it was winter and kids had no coats. Like that's crazy in New York, okay? We used to collect money for food. We used to take kids home when their parents were in the middle of craziness, like domestic violence, like you said one time. I remember I took one, it was five siblings and I took one, like each teacher was like, I'll take one, I'll take two. I could, you know, like spread them out because they can't go home. Their, Their parents are crazy right now, you know? Like people have no idea the stuff that teachers really do behind the scenes because who ad- nobody's going to advertise that. It's really illegal if you think about it. But we're doing what's best for that kid right there, right now, you know? And for main purposes, this is educational purposes only. So they're all grown up now. So I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that's good to know. But I mean, I've always felt that. Everything and trust I've- me, there's a bunch of teachers that honestly shouldn't be teaching because they didn't go into it for me. I would say for the right reasons. Like, you don't go into when when I hear people being like, oh, that wasn't my first choice, but this didn't work out. So, you know, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm like, you know, I try to think back back in like junior high school and mm-hmm. like elementary. I had some motivating teachers that want to support me. I ain't gonna lie exactly. to you. When, when I hit high school, you know, besides being rebellious and looking for support, I'll never forget this one teacher I had. You know, she was miserable. She was having boyfriend issue all the time. <laughs> Oh she didn't care when we had a test she'll just give us this paper have this resting bitch face and be like okay guys hurry up because i don't have all day and she used, wow. to, be, and she used to be like that's know, the people i'm talking about and she used to be like and you know at the you know when you're young like you whatever you don't care she's like i don't want yeah. you guys to get left back because i don't want to see your face so you're gonna get a 65 i'm like oh my god like, like she'll literally tell us i need you guys to show up and that's it. Shut up and show up. And I was like, now that I got older, I'm like, first of all, it was history. So I'm not sure if history was that needed. I'm like, I love know? history. You like I'm history? Certifi- I'm certified in history all the way to 12th grade. I hope you make history fun because not for nothing. I thought history was boring all the way to college. No. I thought it was hard. But I think now that as I'm older, I have more respect for teachers because Shit, if I'm, I feel like I'm going through so much shit in my personal life, I can imagine a teacher going through her personal life and then has to go to school and be like this second parent sometimes for kids. But you know what, though? And this is something I don't know if it's my upbringing or, you know, because I've had to learn to departmentalize just being a kid and, and getting through life. Right. Where you you have to put aside what's going on in one faction of your life to be able to be successful in another or do the job you have to do. So when, when I'm in the classroom, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't think about me and you know how many times I forget to schedule doctor's appointments. I don't have groceries that whatever, because I'm so like focused on what I'm doing with the kids. Like it's only when, when stuff is, is missing or not done that I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> literally and good teachers will do that like you close off your personal life that's personal when you walk into that classroom you have a job to do and those kids are your priority period but but is it fair though like sometimes people go through shit as teachers human beings i mean then take a day off sorry is that that something that people normally do they're not not good teachers but yes Uh, there's plenty of teachers that take days off all the time which is pretty annoying for stupid stuff too If you could tell me one of the, what do you think is the most <laughs> common stigma that people talk about teachers that we were like, you know what, we we have assumptions 
about teachers, but in reality, it's not true because I feel like you probably hear that shit all the time. Well, what what I hate most is that people expect expect us to be like angels or nuns or something, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, we have real lives. We're real people. We're you know we have like you said, boyfriends, husbands kids everything mm. that you're going through we're going through we don't live in a monastery you know what i mean like there's way th- oh yeah really like oh really? people don't expect me to curse people don't expect god forbid there's places just so you know there's places in the united states not where i live or work thank god where you can't i can't take a picture like this and put it on social media because i'm a teacher how stupid is that well i have no idea that's water to me right now so it's me. You know, you think because of social media, it became more difficult for teachers to express themselves? Because I think about back in our days, back in my day, you know, back in 2000, social media wasn't a big thing that, you know, you wouldn't post anything. Now it's everything posting everyone, students recording teachers and teachers posting things and that's supposed to venting. Do you think it's, it's work? It's like making it difficult or it's exposing the teachers that don't belong there? The latter is definitely true. It's exposing teachers that don't belong there. Like, come on now, you're having an affair with a kid or you're smacking up a child or there's stupid things that I've seen in social media that teachers do. And I'm like, is this for real? There was a teacher who just got fired this year, a few months ago, for uh, putting on a whole Native American garb. She's an obviously white teacher. Let's, let's, Let's put it that way putting on a whole Native American garb and walking around school, like back in the thirties, you know, like that going, the like fuck? going off, like, yeah, exactly. Like supposedly she was trying to get her, you know, her kids motivated or whatever, but people were like, hello, very like stereotypical and, and wrong. And you should be modeling correct behavior. Hello. So it was, really? it was a big mess. The, the kids recorded, wait, and mind you, these are not little kids. This was like a junior high school class. Oh, the kids recorded her. She got fired. It was like, no, oh. damn, damn. Like you're an idiot. <sighs> but for me, where I'm not breaking any laws, I'm being a normal human and doing my job very well. Um, I feel that social media has helped because we we feel support from each other. There's a big community. Like that's the core group of my TikTok family, to be honest with you, is teachers. Like most uh, most of my videos, if you go on my page, is, is teacher stuff. I have a question for you. Was there ever a time you felt like you didn't belong there or did you feel like you were doing something wrong? I feel like we always have that that part of our life that we feel like, damn, am I doing this right thing? Or if... To be honest with you, and I know it sounds cocky, but no. No, it's not cocky. It's confidence. I mean, that's good. I just wonder. No. I wonder... Like if like the people who know me, and not to like bolster me up or whatever, but they're they're always like, you may not like me as an adult, adult to adult, because I'm very blunt and I'm very like what I what I feel I'm gonna say. Okay. You may not like me, but you're gonna say she's a great teacher. She's wonderful with kids. They would get that phone call like, hey, everything's you know in the near future, things got better for your student because like here's a perfect example. Oh, I used to work with a youth program and mm-hmm. try to push them to finish school and the best thing that ever happened to me unexpectedly was i was invited to someone's graduation i'm like bro this is just amazing you know from dropping out of school to him being part of your graduation it made me kind of like yo it felt good you know you know based on everything you got now do you feel like things make me more difficult lately the last two years especially with all this covid you know things going on Um, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to say that um, I feel that for the most part, kids have gotten way too 
babied. Babied? Babied in these last two years, yes. The, like, the, the big majority of teachers will tell you that, like, kids were super independent before, before this lockdown, right? Mm -hmm. Kids were very independent, especially by the upper grades, right? Kids knew how to do things. If they didn't know, they figured it out. They would ask each other something, right? Now everything's like, I don't know how to do it. Can you help me? I need help. And it's because they've either been home for the last year and a half or something with their parents and their parents are right there. You know, how do I do this? Oh, let me help you, honey. You know, like, no. When you're in class with one teacher and 18 plus kids, guess what? Sometimes you have to figure things out by yourself. The teacher's not going to run over there to help you find your pencil or tie your shoe or like, I'm not even talking academics. I'm talking about like just regular, like uh, eight and nine year olds should know how to do kind of thing. Do you think (laughs) you see what I'm saying? Like it's, they've gotten a lot, a lot more um, dependent on help when they shouldn't need that help. And that worries me because I was already worried about the whole generation. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh, COVID just threw them back another couple of years. I mean, I'm a parent and I felt like Zoom from the beginning when doing Mm -hmm. this whole Google thing was an addict in the beginning, trying to get these kids to log in. Mm -hmm. I think they got better at computers in the last year because of all this stuff and technology. So smart. Better than me, for sure. I mean, did you have, did you have to help parents out to like log in? I can only imagine. Oh yeah. I made complete videos, like how we're making a video right now. I made complete videos from A to Z. Okay. Step one, this is how, this is where you log in. Step two, you go on canvas, find my class, click on my class. Step three, like complete videos with, with with the camera and everything, showing them step-by-step what to do. I'm not even playing. And I would send it to them via email, like everything. Yeah. And, when, and when you had to transition back into classroom, how did that work for you? Well, this was my first year back. I did virtual all year last year, wow. like all year. I did virtual since March of 2020, of 2020 till August of this year. So oh, imagine, f- imagine when you went back to your classroom, what was that first? That impression? was crazy. Like that, like, it's so funny because I'm just getting over my second cold right now. And I usually have like a woo immune system, right? Because I'm always around kids. But because I wasn't around kids for that year and something months, I've been getting sick more and all that. Cause you oh, know, no. <laughs> and I'm a hugger and they're huggers. So forget so about you... it. To be honest with you, it's so funny. Cause even kids who start off, like they don't want to hug you cause they're not used to it. You know, at, right now I'm at the door welcoming, welcoming them. And every single kid, I have 35 students. There's not one that doesn't want to hug. If you had a chance to change one thing in the school system or, you know, that will benefit students what would it be i think that they need to put more money into education because we are getting used to the teacher doing everything everything we're like the school counselors the we don't just do academics now now we are learning how to counsel the children how to do all these meetings for feelings and etc i didn't go to school for that i went to school for math reading writing social studies can you see what i'm hire, saying can they just invest even into, like, though hire? it's in my nature to be nurturing and help that's still not my area of expertise and i'm sorry but they should have people available to the kids that are experts with that and with their age group with that you know what i'm saying because it's different to treat 
an eight, nine-year-old to a middle schooler to a high schooler when they're having emotional issues or whatever. So mental health, also, mental health counseling. Is mental like health is huge. Like they need more help with that. And also the kids who are really, really struggling. Again, one teacher, 18 kids. If, if the two pretend out of the 18, there's two or three that are really, really struggling. How much can I really help them when I still have, I still have to do stuff with the 15. Like they, I can't be like, okay, you 15 do stuff on your own. I have to help these guys because they're falling behind. You see what I'm saying? Like, Think so more, about it. More money, people don't, people don't really think about it and they think we're like magicians. No, it's not magic. Like it's it's a lot of work. And they've taken more and more people out of the school system. I remember we had paras that used to come in and sit with the kids and help them. You know, our lessons would continue, but they had that one-on-one. I remember when kids would get pulled out for mini lessons on whatever it is that they needed. Like all the extra people around the school, they're gone because money's gone. So it's all it's all us. I mean, I've always said that now more than that, more than ever, that teachers deserve more of a salary because they play different roles. But I also think that not only do they deserve the money is because the fact that your mental health yourself is you're saying, you know, you're keeping your personal life, your family. You know, I'm assuming you have kids, correct? Well, they're they're grown. They're, they're grown. So but at the same time, while you were doing that, you but were yes. a teacher to mm-hmm. have your own kids to deal with. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, I mean, how, is that, does that conflict yourself a little bit like being a teacher at school and then trying to be the mom at home or because I assume I was, that you know I assume that's you as a parent as a teacher I'm like oh your kids must get great grades but she's a teacher well, so, they she did. Teaching. So, so you gave <laughs> a cheat true. sheet so you gave them that cheat sheet so it's true though and I so say if your parents are teacher, no. there's a good shot that your grades are gonna be legit I'm just saying like when <laughs> when I have teachers kids and I do have teachers kids ever so often in my class and they aren't like great students I, I'm always like what what's going on here like your mom's a teacher <laughs> I don't personally get it but okay no my kids went into kindergarten reading writing adding and subtracting you do, know what do, I'm saying? do any of them want to be teachers no 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 Mm-mm. honestly I wouldn't push someone into this profession at this point in time I really, I really wouldn't Mm-mm. so if I was going to ask you the next question advice <laughs> would, what advice would you give someone who wants to be a teacher real soon tips would you give them give me three tips at least three give me a cheat sheet of three tips you think that that will benefit Um, if someone listens to this that wants to be a teacher number one uh definitely have a backup plan make sure you double major i double majored in um, education and communications a good college will tell you double major because if you major in education and it doesn't work out you have something to fall back on um just so you know most people leave the profession before their fifth year They they don't last five years that's wow. the majority of people who go into education What? because they think it's going to be one way and it's not. Oh, <laughs> and sure, so sure. they're like, uh, this is not worth it. Like we don't get paid enough for this, you know, and they find jobs where obviously they're making more money, less stress, less stress, less, less hours, rules. less rules. That's another misconception, by the way. Tip number two, uh, please don't think, make sure that you're actually like, um, going into schools and spending time in schools with teachers, volunteering, doing all that stuff before you even put it in your head. Oh, maybe that was, that's a profession for me because people have a, the notion out there that we work eight to three. I've never in my life ever left a building at three o'clock unless I had an appointment to get to. Really? Ever. I, I've always had the, the, the assumption, the assumption no. that it was you're working usually from eight or seven to like four and you no. have the whole summer off getting paid oh my god that's, it's, that's, that's not myth. true 
that's, that's a myth. Even some teachers, even some a little bit of teacher percentage guess that. Uh, again, the people that shouldn't be teaching, probably. Yes. Wow. But the majority of teachers, I'm t- I was working today. I'm on vacation. I'm not getting, you know what I'm saying? I'm on vacation. I literally worked three hours today. And yesterday I worked about five hours on what I'm going to teach the kids next week. On a normal, on a regular basis, I don't leave the building until at least six o'clock. That's early for when I'm leaving and it's six. The custodian, who, who's this little Dominican lady, I love her to death. She's like, oh, ya te va. And I'm like, yeah, temprano voy, me voy. You know, because she, she expects me. She usually texts me and she's like, you still in the building? Because we're locking the building. Because <laughs> it's like oh, past wow. seven. Yeah. And for middle school and high school, probably even <laughs> even, even more, correct? Even leaving mm, later, right? No. Elementary leave- school teachers work way more than the other two. Oh, man. I can't wait to ask that on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Which, which one leaves early which one is which one do you guys go home early they're out please i have a lot of teacher for i work right in front of a high school and they leave early oh they leave, they do way <laughs> less paperwork than we do trust me yeah i mean, I mean well first things first uh, thank you for even sharing this because i feel like i just learned a whole mis- like a whole different version it just i think there's so much misconception about teachers mm-hmm. but I, you know right now that i'm learning more i'm like you know what I work in a social service field. Mm-hmm. So I deal with people's every moment. And I always feel like every time I speak to one person, no matter how good or bad the situation goes, whoever the next person is, I put my game face on. Like, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking if I was to walk into a classroom, the times that I had bad days that I walked in where it's like, I look like shit. I feel like shit. I'm either depressed or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that these kids probably feel they're counting on me to give them some type of like happiness because there were times when I was young I could tell you when I was young I could tell you the times definitely junior high school and high school where I just felt sad or confused or angry and when I went to school if I didn't have a teacher that I didn't like like oh there goes my teacher I could get distracted in my mind a little bit or absolutely I have that guy already who's annoying me who's gonna be pick on me you know I I, one thing about school I'm not gonna lie to you I don't I never understood that 7 15 in the morning class I'm not a fan of that 7 15 in the morning I try to tell myself, like, why the hell did you give me a 7.15 a.m. in a new... And first of all, it was New York City weather. So you know how cold it be sometimes at 6.30 oh, yes. in the morning? And dark sometimes. Hello. Yeah. Oh, man. The whole thing with teachers, you got to have more love and respect for teachers now more than ever. How, did, how does someone have a relationship as a teacher? I feel like teachers sometimes have hard time finding love. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't really? know about other people. I have a lot of female friends and male friends that are teachers. Yeah. And they tell me sometimes it's tiring to date and it's tiring to do a lot of stuff because, you know, you're dealing with kids and sometimes you don't want to deal with someone who has kids already. Oh, that's different. That's different. Like when, when uh, I was married for a long time, so I was married for 17 years. It's not like I was out there, but when I did get a divorce and I started dating, I would look at people <laughs> with little kids and be like, mm, yeah, no. I'm not even going there. Don't ask me out. The answer is no. I just have just enough to deal with my students. You get what I'm saying? I'm, I can't do it on the weekends and, and other times. It's I'm not- telling you, I'm, I have a lot of female, <laughs> female male friends that they tell me, oh, I like to date, but not for nothing, not to be judgmental. I don't want to date someone that has kids right now. I'm like, it's so true. I'm, I'm no, assuming like, so okay, true. you have kids at home or you probably deal with kids at school. But, you know, yeah, you, anyway, you know, 17 years of being married and then you recently, as recently you moved on or, you know, you moved on? No, no, I got divorced uh, 2009. Any tips you would give somebody who's, you know, trying to move forward? Because, you know, I think 
I've seen a lot of people get divorced and mm-hmm. having a hard time moving on. Is there any advice or tips that you could give someone? What helped me is that uh, pretty much my kids were grown at that point. Like I really, and it sounds bad because I really did hold on, you know what I mean? Because I wanted them to have their dad in the house. When I made that decision, it was because I was like, okay, one, one was already out of the house in college and the other one was in like finishing up high school. And I was like, in my head, I was like, can I hold out two more years? And then I was like, I can't, I like, I can't, you know? So what helped again is that, you know, financially I'm good. Like, I don't need, I don't need the other person. Like I know so many people out there that stay with someone for, because financially financially they can't, they can't, they can't support themselves and, you know, be a parent kind of thing. You know what I mean? I've never had that issue. I'm good. I've been supporting myself since I was 17. I moved out of my house at 17. I'm good. Like with money, I don't play. I'd rather have $2 in my pocket and all my bills are paid and I have food and I'm good. So the way I see it right now is if you're about to leave a relationship, make sure you save up and pay all your damn bills. Get fin- be, just, be financially supportive, right? Be, be financially financial? stable, stable that you, there you, go. you know what I'm saying? Or, or I mean, if God forbid, it, if it's a domestic abuse thing, then absolutely leave right get away. Get the fuck out of there. Get out, get out of there. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, you know, unhappiness kind of thing. Uh, just plan for it. You know, make sure that you're prepared. Make sure that you... You ha- you're bringing your kids into a stable place, you know, because when you're a mom, you have to think about them first. It's not it's not all about you. You, know? you, you can't oh, be selfish. You know, I feel like just listening to what you said about being teachers, I feel like there's so many fucking rules. And, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you. Just seeing the fact that you were married and you have your own kids and you had to work as a teacher and health. But I can only imagine the school system budgets are always bad. They don't give enough support to teachers. And the ex- parents sometimes, I think, expect the teachers to play like, here, have my kid, deal with them for the next six, seven hours. I've met parents that tell me mm-hmm. they just can't wait to send their kids to school because they want that freedom. They want that, oh, six, seven hours. Oh, and, I've uh, met those parents too. Sh- Trust uh, me. The I good mean, part is, you know what, though? To be honest with you, and this is the this is the the crazy part, those kids end up being some of my favorites because guess what? they feel like I want them in school. I'm happy when they walk through my door. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's a difference. Like, they feel, you think kids don't know. You don't have to tell kids how you what you're thinking and what you're feeling. They know. They know intuitively. Mm-hmm. And they know that I'm happy to see them. So even if they're not wanted at home or whatever's happening, walk through my door. I'm happy to see you. Mm-hmm. I am happy to see you. How do you handle it? Well, I have one more question about the whole education <laughs> thing because it gets me curious to know, even as a parent, but bullying is a big thing and cyberbullying is a big thing. I always try to ask teachers, how do you handle that? Do you really, I mean, I've met someone, I'm not going to say no names, obviously, but they've told me that they try to avoid that conversation. They try to let the principal handles it, like anyone, like a social worker to handle it, but they don't want to handle it. So the social part, um, I... You know, I don't know because, like I said, my kids are too young to like out of 35 kids, one or two kids might have a phone. And it's mostly for their parents to be able to get them when they're in soccer or something. You You think it's cool? You think it's cool to teach the students that kids have phones to call their parents with now the way things are now? I think it's okay. I honestly, at my age, I don't think they need it. 
from junior high school up, have absolutely. Middle school up, absolutely. They should have a phone, absolutely. Um, it's funny because I don't know if, if your kids tell you, but we have these drills, right? Attacker drills, God forbid somebody comes into school. Yeah, I never and, actually heard of I mean, never. my kid never told me nothing about that, but how does that yeah, work? Yeah, well, they have them now. So now we have fire drills. Um, in Florida, we have uh, what's called inclement weather, like hurricane drills, where if, if you're on the top floor, you have to go to the bottom floor kind of thing, right? And um, and then we have the the intruder drill, right? Which we never had. I never had that, so I moved here to Florida, and all the school shootings started and all that stuff, right? The intruder drill, you put, you know, you turn the lights off, you lock the door, you you know, do there's certain measurements, but basically, you're like in the corner making sure the kids are silent and praying that the attacker like passes doesn't force themselves in your room kind of thing, right? That's, That's it. basically it. So this is me. I swear to God, I told all my parents, I was like, if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. I don't care. We, I look at my kids. I'm like, listen, munchkins, if this was for real, we're getting out. <laughs> I'm letting you know right now, we're not huddled in the corner waiting for somebody to burst in here. We're getting, we're on the second floor. I can see the awning. We are shimming out the window. We're getting out of this building. I don't care. Like yeah, the first thing that comes to my head is tie all the jackets together like a knot. And dude, I'm down. not even playing. Like I tell them every year, they start laughing. I'm like, no, no, I'm for real. We're well, getting you know, out. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I feel like I could trust you more with the kids then, because I don't know. I never. Well, that's I mean, what that's what all the parents said. They were like, don't worry, we know we'll, you'll get them out. You protect them. I was like, I'm not playing. That's good to know, man. <laughs> Yo, so, so I have this new segment right now that I want to I want to do for this year, twenty twenty two. It's like a little okay. flash questions. I'm gonna just ask you mad random questions oh, about Lord. about movies, music, okay, you know, a little pop, cool. and, it's, and I want to know a little bit more about you to get the audience to know a little bit more about you. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Oh. Between these two movies, which one you prefer? Which one you like best? Grease or Dirty Dancing? Grease. If you were to bring back one movie right now from the 80s to, to 2022 to remake, which movie would it be? To remake? All my favorite movies are classics. They're not going to be remade. Sorry, remake. all the Molly Ringwald, all the Ferris Bueller, <laughs> all that stuff. You don't remake it. Please don't remake if, it. If you, like, wait, you know what they're talking about remaking that pissed me off? We were having this conversation the other day, which was mm-hmm. in the 80s. Scarface. I was like, "What? Really? Do not really? touch Scarface. Please yeah. don't remake Scarface. Come on now." I would. I mean, that's crazy for them doing. Yep. That. One. If you could eliminate one movie from 2021 that you saw, what movie would it be? I I can't think of. I I like. You know, there's movies that I like, and I'm like that I didn't like. There's been a few on Netflix, and I'm like, "What the hell?" I can't think of what the name of it is, but there's one on, with Nicolas Cage on Netflix that I was like. Somebody paid to make this freaking movie is horrible. Like horrible. Give me a scratch that question. Give me two shows that you recommend us to watch. Okay. Uh The Handmaid's Tale. The amazing. Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Um, when I tell you amazing, whoa, it doesn't sound like much. Give give it give it a go. Trust me. Okay. Um, I'm I'm like dying for that to come back. I would say the Mandalorian because. I'm like dying for it to come back. I'm a big Star Wars person. I, I, I have not seen it yet. Mandalorian. I'm not going to lie to you. I should watch it. I have Disney Plus. I oh my watch. God. And, and I think. Oh, so good. I think this week a new, a new show just came out. I'm like, yes, I just saw it. It started today. Boba Fett. You see? No, no. The Book of Boba Fett. Now I need to watch Mandalorian. And the oh. Book of Boba Fett. It's a continuation of him from back in the day. Which one of the is your favorite Star Wars episode? 
Um, it's gonna have to be what I grew up with, like episode four. That was the that was the OG episode, Luke the, Skywalker. The, the original Vader. episode. The original 1977. I was in line waiting to watch it. All right. Which who's, who's your favorite freestyle artist? Probably it's in between Judy Torres and the Cover Girls. Oh, really? Those are my two favorite. I I've seen them like a million times. Like even when they first started off in those little clubs in the Bronx, like I I was there. If it's late night, let's say back in the days, and it's four o'clock in the morning, where will be the the spot to, to buy food? White Castle. White Castle. <laughs> White Castle. You went murder burgers. Murder burgers. You paying for it the next day, but it's so satisfying at four o'clock in the morning. Dude. And when we got off at my train stop, it was like one of the few things open. There's no chimney spot around your way, the coochie frito spot back in the day. No, not open at that time. Damn, you said murder burgers. The first thing that came murder out here was you can feel the next day. Dude, the next day you're on the toilet, but it was all good. <laughs> your, your ideal vacation spot. I'm torn. I love historical cities. Um, like I just got back from Ireland visiting my grandbaby who lives out there now. Um, so I love going to like European cities like Madrid, I, you know, Dublin, but I love the Caribbean. Like I love, I love the beach, like the beach calls to me. It's one of the few reasons I agreed to move down here. Um, so Bora Bora would be like my ideal, like all I, the pictures I've seen and, and the videos and I, it's imagine heaven looks like and their hotels with their, they're like individual little hotel like huts in the water like your hotel room you, you're on your porch and you're in the water kind of thing you know what i'm saying like it's amazing Which favorite food Aji de gallina. it's a peruvian dish oh it's all right i like i like my uh, salto salto no, lomo, saltado. lomo saltado i mean new york city pop is like legit oh yes so absolutely i'm half peruvian so it's it's one of my favorite dishes favorite holiday mm. As a kid, Christmas. Um, as a parent, Christmas. But once your kids grow up, you're like, eh. So now, Halloween, actually. I love dressing up, like, you know, costumes and stuff. That's so fun. Give me your New Year's resolution for your last question. Uh, my New Year's resolution. I I'm going to be honest with you. I I'm very happy, mostly. The only thing that I'm very unhappy about because of COVID and being locked in this house, <laughs> teaching from this uh, desk uh, for a year and so, is that I gained a bunch of weight. And so I need to focus on that because the older you get, the harder it is. And I'm turning 52 next year. What? So, yeah. I said, for those watching this video in the future, you're going to be like, what? <laughs> I thought you were like 35, 36. No, my daughter's 31. I have a grandbaby now, remember? Well, congratulations. Thank you. Oh, look, I had fun with you. I love this whole new rapid fire segment. Got to know you a little more better. But I do appreciate you because you gave me a little different insight of being actually, you know, the mindset of a teacher. Because, you know, people have assumptions when it comes to teaching. And I think it's, it's not fair because I always felt like teachers are like our second parents to kids. Absolutely. And, uh, growing up, if you're not at home, you're pretty much at school. You know, that person sometimes, you know, you, you look for them because you want to go to school sometimes and be surrounded by by someone you could talk to, you know, to, you know, and Absolutely. I think in, and especially elementary. I'm trying to think way back when I was young that I used to enjoy school 
you should enjoy going back to my teacher getting those little golden stars just being yes. around your friends but you know never really appreciate the fact that it's a lot of students for one teacher it really is but I mean, in the right environment and with the right parents, can I just say, like, with supportive parents, you could do anything. If the parents are supportive of you and the things that you want to do with their child and the things you need them to do, because it shouldn't be all on us, you know what I mean? Then it works. It works. It's doable. Can I add something, though? I just thought about something about social media and how it has changed um, teaching and just the relationships. I actually am friends which is crazy right because you don't think this way this never happened before social media but I'm actually friends with oof, I would say at least 40 of my old students who are really? now grown-ups yes That's That's because they look for me and you know like they're like miss you know they're like you were my favorite you know I whenever somebody asked me you know who was my favorite in school I still think about you and blah 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 and so it's so cool that these days if a child wants to find you even after they graduate or whatever usually they can find you you know so I it's nice to get that positive feedback from kids even 20 years later that find you and they're like oh my god I can't believe I found you and just so you know you really like helped me when I was a kid you know that's awesome. You know, yeah. thank you for sharing that. That's actually very motivating. Michelle, I appreciate you. And you know, it's fun. I, I appreciate a lot of the stuff you just said. And I hope, you know, that you, hopefully there'll be a younger teacher out there that you could give this same type of vibe. Because it looks to me like I hope so. I, I just want people to go into teaching for the right thing. It's, it's not about the money, even though we deserve more. But just know that they're never going to pay us enough for what we do as good teachers. We're always going to work harder and longer hours and do what we need to do for the kids well you know what everyone thank you so much everyone for listening make sure you follow me on instagram and check out more fepo more info more promos and you know what i definitely want to get people's point of view on what you said about you know what's teachers point of views because i definitely want to put that as a question there what do students think about teachers or what kind of changes uh, the board of education should do for you know budgeting i always think budgeting is a big thing but you describing the fact that mental health and more support, like paras and all that, um, you know, I think that's Absolutely. very important, especially the fact that there's so many colleges out there for interns that just want opportunities. Like I'm thinking in my head, why don't interns go to high schools and elementary schools just to take right? credits, you know? <laughs> like it's, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, that's it's, a great idea, too. It's Absolutely. free. It's free, you know? It's free. Absolutely. You know, That's but, a great idea. True. You know, let the school know. Let me know if that works. Never know. <laughs> but like I said, thank you so much. And like I said, hopefully next week for another episode of Live and Love and Fuck It with your boy LJ. And thank you, Michelle, for this opportunity. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>